when God created the universe, our God did so much. When you read a book of Genesis, how God designed the world and how he transformed it and how he created it, you could realize that all the time God does something before another. Somehow you may not even understand how God will be doing things, especially when he will be creating the water. If you were there, you will ask yourself, why are you creating the water? What is it for? But God knew he had to put in fishes. And when God did all these things, he also brought in man after everything to take care of what he has done. And upon all the instructions that God gave to man to do, there was one thing that God did for man when he created him that he did not put into man. And that was to be controlled by him, God. Man was given the freedom to enjoy the creation that God has given. Man was given the will to decide what is good and what is right. Man was given the will to do whatever he chooses to do. But upon all these things that God allowed man to do, there was one statement that the Lord God gave to man that in this garden that I have placed you, you can touch all other things, but there is one thing that you can't touch. Bible says that man fell and became disobedient to the voice of God. But the loving God did not leave man alone when man fell. And God departed from God. The loving God still thought about, God, about man. And he had a plan to bring man back unto himself. And so the Bible says that he sent his only son Jesus to come and die on the cross for you and for me. To make a way such that we can be drawn back to our creator, the living God. John chapter 3 verse 17 says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, which is the son, might be saved. For God did not send Jesus to come into the world to condemn the world. But the world through Jesus might be saved. Then again in 1 John 4, 9. He says, in this the love of God was manifested towards us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live through him. These two scriptures plainly explains or gives us an understanding that God through Jesus is drawing us back to himself. And even Jesus when he came on earth he declared in John 14 6 that I am the way I am the truth and I am the life. No one no one comes to the Father except through me. 
There have been so many statements made that man can go to God through other means. But it was only Jesus that I was able to make a bold statement to confirm the scriptures about God sending him to, to the world to draw man back to himself. And the Lord Jesus said it, that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Today, even as I share the word of God with you, I want you to understand that if you have missed a way or you are using other ways to go to God, this is the way. The way is to go through Jesus. For God did not send him into the world to condemn the world, but through him, the world will be saved. God did not bring him into our life to destroy our life, but through him, you and I will be saved. Many people have talked about it. But today I want to submit to you that Jesus is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. Jesus is the only way to the Father. Jesus is the only way to God. There is no other way but Jesus. For he himself said it, and truly it shall come to pass. In John 14 verse 3, he says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. The same Jesus, not another Jesus. The same Jesus that you have seen him rise into the skies. The same Jesus will come again in like manner. He will come in his bodily form. Every eye will see him. And when he comes, he's coming to take his church with him. He's coming to take his people with him. He's coming to take his children with him. Hallelujah. The question I need to ask you, I want to ask you today is, are you ready towards his return? How ready are you towards the return of Jesus, the son of the living God? How prepared are you? Your preparation is not based upon the matter of words. But it must be between you and God. How prepared are you to welcome the same Jesus who rose up into the skies? The book of Ruth gives us uh, uh, um, uh, uh, some examples or some principles of life. That will help us to prepare ourselves to meet this gracious king one day. We must and we need to prepare ourselves. Each day of our life, we must prepare ourselves. In the book of Ruth chapter 1, the Bible talks about uh, a man and his family that left their town into another family, uh, another city because of famine. And when this man got to the land, he lost uh, his children and the man himself actually died. And it was left with uh, the, the wife and the, the, the daughters-in-law. And the Bible says that when this man died and the daughters-in-law were with the mother of the woman, one day the woman said to herself after she had heard that the city that they left the Lord God has come to visit them. 
And so this woman decided to go back to where she left. And she called all her daughters-in-law and said to them, I want to thank you so much for the help that you've given to me and to my family. I want to thank you so much. Now I am old and my children are all dead. You've been so much of a help to me. I'm living, going back to my country. I'm going back to my people and therefore I entreat you, please leave and go find someone and marry. You know, that wasn't a very good time for them. When they heard those words, one of them called Opa took the advice of this woman and she went back to her country. But there was another one, another daughter-in-law by the name called Ruth. She said to the woman and, and made a statement and said, Mother, entreat me not to leave you. Ruth chapter 1 verse 16. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. And treat me not to go. And treat me not to go. I know that I have lost my husband. But there is something that I have observed when I came into this family. I have seen a gracious God that is worthy to be worshipped. And therefore entreat me not to leave you. I want to go wherever that you will go. I want your God to be my God. I want your people to be my people. I will go with you wherever you go. Ruth said, oh Naomi. Woman, don't say I should go. Wherever you die, there I will die also. There I will be buried also. And she said, the Lord do so to me. And more also, if anything, but death parts you and me. When this woman saw that Ruth was so determined to go with her, they both went and came to the land of Israel. And one day, the Bible says that after a period of times and days, Ruth became so helpful to this woman. She provided for this woman. She did so much work for this woman. She went to the farm and gathered a lot of stuff for the woman. And the woman sat down and realized that this woman is a good woman. And I must have find a husband for her. And the woman suggested someone in her own family. The rich man of the land. And gave Ruth some statements. And I want to read with, from, with you from Ruth chapter 3 verse 3. Ruth, I want you to meet this man. I want you to meet this man. But before you go to him, 
Ruth chapter 3 verse 3. Therefore wash yourself and anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. People of God. These are some of the preparations we might need as we prepare to meet our king. Ruth prepared herself to meet Boaz, a man that was so rich on the land and that no one can just go to him anyhow. And for the man to, to, to recognize her and for her to be, to be connected to this man, Ruth needed to be prepared. She had to go to a form, go through a form of preparation. Hallelujah. Today I again want to submit to you, we cannot live our life the way we have been living, expecting that when Jesus Christ comes, we will be worthy to go with him. Church, it is so important for us not to live our life anyhow. In the natural life, cleanliness is so important. Taking a bath is so important. Washing our bodies in the natural takes away a, a bad odor. It washes away dirt and bad cells and bacteria from our bodies. It prevents the spread of derma or skin diseases. And so taking a shower is so important. It makes you more good and makes you feel good when you are among people. If you want to test it, you can try it in your normal sense. Try not to take a shower for the rest of the year. Hallelujah. The women are saying, hmm, but the men are saying, oh, that's easy. Praise the Lord. It is important that we take our shower in the natural life. And so also in our spiritual life, we must and it is needed, it's essential that our spiritual life, body, become washed daily. We must wash our body spiritually. There are so many of us sitting here or hearing me out there that before God, you are so stinking. He says it is either you become warm or you become cold. You become hot or you become cold. You cannot be warm. You are, you, 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 I feel like even vomiting you out of my mouth. We stand before God looking so disgusting. But before men, we may look so okay and attractive. Our life needs to be washed. Our spiritual bodies need to be washed. Our spiritual bodies need to be washed by the blood of Jesus. The book of Revelation chapter 7 verse 14 says, And I said to him, said, you know, so he said to me, These are the ones who came, who come out of the great tribulation and washed their bodies and made themselves white in the blood of the Lamb. These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. And washed their robes and made them white 
in the blood of the lamb. These are the ones. These ones washed. It did not say they took it to the, they washed it. They sat down and ensure that their, their, their robes, their spiritual lives were washed in the blood of Jesus. There is another way also we washed our clothing. The Bible, or we washed our spiritual life. Romans, uh, John chapter 15 verse 3 says, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. The word of God. The word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, it cleans us. It washes us. The word of God washes our spiritual body. It is not just carrying the word in your hand. It is not about carrying the Bible and placing it under your pillow or on your, on your dashboard or somewhere to make people believe that you are also part of the people of God. It is the word of God in you. It washes us. The word of God in us, it washes us. When the word of God comes into our lives, it makes us understand what is good and what is not good. It puts us at a place where God will be seen in our life. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Child of God, you cannot stand before God without you going through the word. We cannot be successful children of God without being part of the word of God. If I may ask, most of us hardly get into the word. There are so many of us, so many children of God. We hardly get into the word. And today I want you to get to understand that it is not only just taking the word. It is not only just reading the word. It is about getting the understanding of the word to ensure that your life becomes transformed. David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light on my path. How do you take the word of God? When the word of God comes, how do you take it? How are you preparing yourself for the return of Jesus Christ? Because coronavirus came, many people have decided not to get close to a, a, um, a congregation. Whether in church or anywhere you can talk about. Corona has come to take so many people away. The fear of corona is all around the world. And I could hear or we hear in the news. That there is a second wave or there might be a second wave of this virus coming. And when you hear the news, then it goes on to see or for you to hear that there are preparations toward the second wave. For Corona, there are so many preparations towards the second wave. My question to you is, what preparation are you making 
towards the second coming of Jesus. What preparation are you making towards the second coming of Jesus? The same Jesus that you have seen him go. He will come again. And this time he will come like a judge. He will come like a soldier. He will come with his army. He will come to, 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 to judge us. He will come to see if we did what he said we should do. Jesus, this time, he is not coming to die for you. Neither is he coming to share his blood. But he's coming to take his redeemed. How prepared are you for the second coming of Jesus? How prepared are you? How prepared are you? So many people have left all their possessions. The rich have left everything they had. The poor, they had nothing and they went. The poor died, they have died. The rich have died. And these days you read the numbers and it keeps going. I don't know when it is going to stop. But my question is, it is not about that. But are you prepared? How prepared are you? When you become so prepared, you wouldn't fear anything. You, when you become prepared, you walk with all boldness. Because you know that the God of heaven, whatever that he has said concerning you, it will not leave you. It will come to pass. God will make sure that whatsoever that he has said about your life, you will enjoy them before you leave. Don't leave the world without you knowing Christ. Don't leave the world without you making sure that your body, you've washed your body. Ruth, you need to wash. You need to anoint yourself. You need to put on a good cloth. I want to end here and next week I'll continue. We need to wash ourselves in the Lamb's shed blood. In the book of life. We need to get ourselves into it. And allow the word of God to transform us. We need to allow the word of God to transform us. So many people don't know what they are doing. They will hit here. They will go there. People are chasing after money. People are chasing after personal stuff. Possessions. How prepared are you? How prepared are you? We prepare ourselves so that our cell phones will not run out of battery. We prepare ourselves when we have to travel on long distances or make a journey. But for this journey, you can never go and return. It is a one-way trip. It is not that I'm going to try it. And when it is good or not, I'll come back and change. Jesus gave a story about a rich man and a poor man that died. The rich man went to Hades and the poor man went to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man said to Abraham that please allow me to go down to the earth and to let my family know that where I am, it's not that good. And so they should change. And what was said to them was, or the rich man was that, 
nobody comes to this place and return. Nobody comes to this place and return. You can't go there and return. If they have to hear anyone, they have the prophets and the teachers and the pastors there. Let them hear them. It might sound so easy, but I want to assure you, the same Jesus that they saw him go, he will come again. And very soon, his plane will land. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord help you. I pray that your mind will be focused on God. That every day of your life, you will get yourself ready for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He will come. He will come. The question is, how ready are you? May God bless you. If you don't know Jesus, I want to give you this opportunity to accept him. So simple. All you need to say is, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you that you have made a way for me to come to your presence. Today as I lift my hands and my life unto you, come to me, come into my life and make there your dwelling. Help me live a life that will be worthy of you. That at your return, I'll be found by you. I thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. If you pray the simple prayer, that simple prayer have given you the opportunity to become a child of God. Meaning that if you faithfully did that, you are a child of God. If God should come now, you'll be recognized by Him. The next thing you need to do is to wash yourself continually in the Word of God. Daily. Get yourself connected to other believers. Keep yourself connected to God. And allow the Spirit of God to guide your life. If you don't have anywhere to serve God or to worship wherever you are, you can please God, I mean, connect with us and we'll try and locate a church in your neighborhood. But if you're also within um, the city of Bronx here in the state of New York, we are located at 1575 East Garnhill Road. We'll be here to help you. We'll continue to pray for you. Send us your prayer request. And any time we are on our knees, you'll be lifted up unto God. May God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.